Amen. All right. So let's get started. Tonight is um, a really simple, I say a really simple message, but I think it's, it's something that we really need to focus on. And it actually kind of goes in line with uh, what Pastor Strickland was, has been teaching about, about being committed, right? And so we're talking about, I have decided to follow Jesus, the power of a made up mind, the power of a made up mind. Now, I don't, I don't know exactly. This was probably two weeks ago. I knew I was going to have to to minister and I, I just asked Holy Spirit, you know, what do you want me to talk about? And I woke up and, and it's, as my eyes opened, it, it just kind of dropped in my spirit. God said the power of a made up mind. And so I said, okay, that's what we're going to talk about. So we're talking about the power of a made up mind. One of the things that in the past I have struggled with is being indecisive. And in fact, when I was little, my mom has stories of when I was little, I would want to go with my mom, but I would also want to stay with my grandparents. And so I would cry because I literally wanted to do both things. And now the problem was I could do either. Like my mom would say, you can stay with your grandparents. You know, you can stay here and, and spend the night with them or you can come home with me. And I would go, I want to do both. And I would just cry and cry and cry. Eventually she would say, well, I'm going to make that decision. You're coming with me and, and you're not going to, you know, we're not going to keep doing this. And so what happens is if you don't make a decision, you're still making a decision. Okay. So just because you refuse to say it, it's an, a non-decision is still a decision because what I knew would happen is she's going to make that decision for me. And, and ultimately it kind of let me off the hook. Right. And so I had to really grow up and to learn. I have to learn how to make decisions because there is power in our ability to make decisions. Okay. So we all make hundreds of decisions every single day in our lives. We're deciding what to eat. And honestly, in our household, that's probably uh, one of the biggest decisions we have to decide every day. What are we going to have for dinner? And we have a lot of different different appetites. And so are we going to fix something different for every person? Are we all going to eat the same thing? So you have to make these decisions every day. Which store am I going to go to? What am I going to wear? Which way am I going to go to work? Which way am I going to go do these things? Am I going to work out today? Am I going to sleep in today? Am I going to drink my water? Am I going to be on time? All of those things are decisions. And we're making them so quickly throughout our day. Sometimes we don't even realize just how many decisions we're making. Again, we're constantly making those decisions, but our decisions literally guide the path of our life. Now think about that. Your choices literally guide your life and our choices have the ability to lead us to greatness or they have the ability to lead us to disappointment and defeat. Your choices are more powerful than other people's opinions. Now think about that for a minute. Your choice is more powerful than other people's opinion. If other people say you can't do something and you continue to stick with it and stay consistent, you can do it. So everybody in your family may say, you're not gonna be able to lose that weight. That's Their opinion matters not if you do the things that it takes to, in order to lose the weight. If you stop um, eating so much and you start exercising and you discipline your body and you discipline your, um, your intake, it doesn't matter if your family thinks you can lose the weight or not. Your choices have that power, right? And so that's really important that we realize that our choices lead us in, in to a place. Where that place is determines what decisions we make, we've made. So our choices, um, we choose our choices, but we don't get to choose the consequences, okay? So that's really important. Oftentimes we we're, we think we're big, we're bad, we're, we're grown enough to make our own decisions. And that is very true. However, we're not grown enough to choose those consequences. And every decision has the consequences. 
has a consequence, good or bad. And, um, have you ever made a decision knowing the consequence was going to be bad? Sometimes I'll, we'll even see it with our children. You know, you can say, if you do that, you're going to get in trouble and they will still do the thing that they know they're going to get in trouble because somewhere in their mind said, I'd rather take the consequence than to not do the action, or I'd rather take the consequence than to do the action that I'm told to do. So even consequences won't make the decision for you. You can receive the consequences and still choose not to do things a certain way. People do it literally all the time. I know we tell them, we'll say, if you forgive or if you don't forgive, that bitterness and that anger and that resentment can literally make you sick. They will literally get sick and still refuse to forgive. And so our choice is so powerful. God doesn't even override our choice. And so that's why we have to be very mindful of the decisions that we make, right? We have to see, and it's and, and seen from that, if God doesn't override our choice, God says, I set before you life or death. I set before you blessings and curses. And he tells us, he says, choose life. But if you don't, you choose the consequences of not choosing life. You choose the struggle. You choose that. And so it's really powerful that we understand every decision has a choice and every choice has or every choice has a consequence. But we get to choose which decision that we make. And again, we see how powerful our decisions are. And we see that if a person decides on a course of action, good or bad, it's very difficult to keep them away from from doing what they say they're going to do. You can tell a kid um, they've made up their mind that they're going to do it. They're going to do it. If you tell them they made up their mind, they're not going to do it. They don't do it. The same thing is true with us as adults. We have to recognize our power to change our lives. Okay. The problem is that often God gets blamed when we are actually the ones making the decision. The problem is God gets blamed when it's oftentimes us that's making the decision. So God will get blamed because we keep, uh, getting sick. But again, we're the one refusing to forgive or we're the one refusing to follow the the, the diet plan that he gave us to, to um, take care of our bodies. And I say that he gave us because God gives us instructions to prosper us. But if we refuse to follow it, we can't then go back and blame God because we didn't do what he told us to do. Now, all decisions are influenced by God or the devil. So all of our influence, all of our decisions have influence but we get to decide what we what we choose. OK, now, what do I mean? If you um, have a made up mind that you're going to follow God. No demon in hell is going to be able to stop you. Why? Because you will find a deliverance ministry. You will get in the word yourself. You'll say, I will pray. I will fast. I will find the right people. I'm not going to stay bound. Um, I We went through a. Um, deliverance ministry training. And one of the things that we learned, we said deliverance was for the desperate and decided. And so that that's the key tonight. We're talking about the power of a made up mind. When you get desperate and decided, no demon can keep you bound. You go, I'm going to find somebody that has the power. Even if your church is a church that doesn't believe in deliverance, you will search out somebody to, to, to find deliverance. You will do what the, the necessary steps. If you get tired of something and you say, I am desperate and I'm decided, that decided made up mind will cause you to find the people with your answer. Nothing will stop you from finding in fact, when you get a no and you are desperate and decided, you'll say that person may have said no, but that doesn't stop me from getting a yes. You will continue um, to go back 
over and over again until you get what uh, God has called for you. Amen. Amen. Okay. So now we have decisions that are influenced by God or the devil. But again, you have the power to make that choice. Decisions, decision comes from the root word incision, which means to cut away, which means we cut away other options. Okay. So when we're making a decision, we are cutting away the other options. So if I make a decision to go left, I literally cut off the, the option to go right. When we make a decision, we cut off the other options. And we're talking about, remember, we're talking about uh, the power of a made up mind, but we're also talking about deciding to follow Jesus. When you decide to follow Jesus, you cut off the other option to not follow God. When you decide to do things according to Jesus, you cut off the option to do things the world's way. When you decide to follow Jesus, you cut off the option of not walking by faith. When you decide to follow Jesus, you cut off the option of living by your the lust of your flesh. When you decide to follow Jesus, you cut off the option to do it your way and to you dethrone yourself and you put Christ as the um, head of your life. When you decide to go right again, you decide you're not gonna go left. When we make up our, our minds, we commit ourselves 100% to a goal or a course of action. When we make up our mind, we are resolute, we are firm, unwavering, determined, and steadfast. When we make up our mind, we are resolute, firm, unwavering, determined, and steadfast. Now, all of you have probably made your mind up about something in life, right? You've made up your mind about something. Now, what am I meaning when I say about something? There is something that you've said, no matter what, I'm not going to go back. No matter what, I'm going to um, move forward. No matter what. That is so key that we understand that when we make up our mind, we are the people that have to walk that thing out. So having a made up mind takes the decision. We have take. I'm sorry. Having a made up mind takes the decision one step further. So um, having a made up mind is not just a decision to go right. It's the decision to continue to go right, even when obstacles are on the path. OK, so sometimes we'll make a decision, but we don't we haven't really made up our mind. We're testing the waters. We're talking today about making up your mind and, and, and putting a period there, not a not a comma. When we're talking about making up your mind, we're saying I've decided to do this and I'm going to keep doing it no matter what comes. OK, so sometimes we, we do trial runs. That's not a made up mind. A trial run is not a made up mind. OK, a trial run says, um, uh, if, if it works out, you know, we've all, all try, uh, got an app and we said we're going to do this seven day free trial to see if we like it or not. That's how many of us do the word of God. We say we're going to try it out for a little while. And if it's comfortable, we're going to stick with it. If it if it pleases our flesh, we're going to stick with it. If um, it doesn't come with any pushback, we're going to stick with it. But if it comes with a little pushback and it makes my flesh uncomfortable, I may I may cancel after seven days. I may cancel after my 21 day subscription. My free trial period is over. We're talking tonight about making up your mind with no chance of cancellation. So tonight I asked, have you decided to follow Jesus? I know that sounds like a really simple question, but you have to be honest. Have you decided to follow Jesus? I'm old school um, and, and I'm, I grew up Baptist and we used to sing this song. that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. And it says, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. And then it says, um, the world behind me, the cross before me, 
the world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back. That is literally what we're talking about tonight. Making a decision to follow Jesus and not giving yourself the option to turn back. Once you decide to follow Jesus, you cut off the option of turning back to the world's way of doing things. When we make up our mind to follow Jesus, we take away the option of following the world. That, that option's off the table. The problem is most of us really don't make a strong decision to follow Jesus. I'm going to just sit there for a minute. Most of us don't really make a commitment to follow Jesus. We can make a commitment to be rescued from a problem. We make a commitment to be rescued from a negative situation, but we don't make a commitment to follow Jesus all the way, all the way, no turning back. We simply believe that following Jesus is a good path, uh, but we don't actually decide that we're going to follow him. We believe that we should follow him, but we haven't always made a bold declaration to ourselves and to others that we are going to follow him. When you make a decision, you prepare. When you make a decision, you prepare. How do I know? I was never a person that... Um, you know, went to the baby aisle and had baby fever when I saw babies. But when I got pregnant with Brielle and I made a decision, I am going to be a mother. Guess what I did? I began to prepare for that um, that transition in my life. I began to prepare. I started looking at baby things. I started thinking of baby names. I started thinking about how to raise a child. I started reading books. I started preparing to be a parent. Why? Because I made a decision that I was going to birth a child, but I also made a decision that I was going to be um, the best mom that I could be. So have you made a actual decision or do you just come to church because you think it's a good thing? Have you made a decision to follow Jesus? So we're going to see if you've made a decision. Here are some signs um, to, to see if you've made a decision or if you have a made up mind. The first one is you, if you have not made up your mind, you are easily discouraged. If you have not made up your mind, you are easily discouraged. So let's look at an example. Let's go to Mark, the 10th chapter and the 17th verse. We're going to start with the 17th verse. It says, as he was sitting out on a journey, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, him being Jesus, good teacher, what shall I do that I may in, uh, inherit eternal life? But Jesus said unto him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Um, and he said to him, teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth. Looking at him, Jesus showed love to him and said to him, one thing you lack. Go and sell all your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But he was deeply dismayed by these words and he went away grieving for he had for he owned much property. Now, this man came to Jesus saying, hey, I want to follow you. Jesus didn't say he wasn't saying, hey, hey, you that you need to follow me. This man comes to Jesus and he goes, I want to follow you. What do I have to do to inherit eternal life? He knew 
he was the way to get eternal life. He says, what do I have to do? And he said, he says, I've done all of these things. I've kept these commandments. And he's, he's kind of proud of himself. I've checked the boxes. I've done these things. And then Jesus says, this one thing you need to do. And that man said, mm, that that's discouraging. Now watch this. The man didn't give any pushback. It simply says, but he was dismayed by this uh, by these words and he went away grieving. He could have said, okay, God, I don't understand. Can you give me more insight about um, this, this selling of things? He could have said, I, I'm going to do it, but I, I have questions. It's okay for you to dialogue with God when you have, when you're making a decision, it's okay to gather facts from the, the, the uh, so source of the solution, right? It's okay for you to say, God, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Help me, help me to get some wisdom of, of you know, which way to go and, and how I'm supposed to do this. It's okay to dialogue with God. But what he did was he heard something that he didn't want to hear. And immediately he shut down. Immediately he went, oh, well, that's discouraging. I don't want to do that. How many times have you said, I'm going to follow Jesus? And then they say, you know, you, you, you're going to have to stop doing X, Y, or Z. And then you go, mm, well, that's discouraging. Maybe this Christian thing is not for me. They say, you know, in order to do this, you're going to have to walk by faith and stop living by sight. You go, oh, I'm used to living by sight. Maybe I shouldn't do this. They say, you know, if you want to follow Jesus, you're going to have to um, take up your cross and, and, and follow him. I don't know about taking up crosses. And so what happens is we get easily discouraged. You have not made up your mind if you are easily discouraged. Another way you can tell if you have uh, not made up your mind or you don't have a made up mind is that you have a lot of excuses. Let's go to John, the fifth chapter. John, the fifth chapter, the fifth through the eighth verse. It says, um, one who was there who who had been invalid for 38 years, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked, do you want to get well? That's such a powerful question. Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Okay, what happened here? This man says there, there was this troubling of the water, this every year, this troubling of the water. And when you got into the pool, the first ones in the pool, they would have the opportunity or they would be healed. This man said, man, listen, I can't get in and I don't have anybody to put me in. So I can't get healed. Jesus said, do you want to be healed? And he says, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. He didn't. He, he just started throwing out excuses. God said, he's asking you, do you want to be delivered? And you start saying, but my family's always been like this. And God says, but do you want to be delivered? And you go, I've been like this for a really long time. Do you want to be delivered? And you come up with every excuse as to why you're hanging on to a bad, sad situation. When in reality, God is asking you, if you want to be delivered, I got a plethora of ways of deliverance. But you're telling you all of the excuses of why you can't follow Jesus. Do you want to be delivered? Mm, but I've been smoking for a long time. But do you want to be delivered? Me and this dude been together for a really long time. He's not going to understand if I just say we're not going to um, fornicate anymore. Jesus asks you, do you want to be delivered? And if you are giving him excuses, you have to ask yourself, 
or tell yourself, I have not made up my mind, but tonight is a good night to make up your mind. He didn't ask you all that stuff. Yes, <laughs> that's right. He didn't, Jesus didn't ask you all those things. He asked you, do you want to be well? Do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be healed? And if the answer is yes, simply make up your mind. I'm going to follow Jesus for that deliverance. I'm going to follow Jesus for that healing. I'm going to follow Jesus because I believe that Jesus has what I need. So again, when you see yourself making a lot of excuses, and we're talking about following Jesus, but you can see this in other areas of your life, right? There are times when God will say, um, you need to get another job. And you say, but I don't have a degree. God said, you need to get another job, but I don't have any experience in, in that field. God says, you need to get another job, but I don't, you keep on having excuses and you have to get a made up mind about the things. And when, when I talk about following Jesus, I'm talking about following him and his instructions because his instructions are for our good. Go ahead and put that in the comment. His instructions are for my good. His instructions are for my good. Um, in our soul shift class, I think it was last week, we talked about the instructions of God being our guardrails. The instructions of God are our guardrails. Those are the things to keep us safe. His, just, his instructions are to keep us safe. But if we keep making excuses and we refuse to follow his instructions, we're, we're going to miss out on some amazing things, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Another example or another sign that you have not fully uh, made up your mind about following Jesus is you keep looking for other options. You're still looking for other options. You're still trying to dabble in witchcraft, astrology, numerology, other gods, uh, looking all of these things. Is there another way to, to the father? The Bible clearly says that Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. It talks about Jesus being the only way. And you keep looking for other opportunities or other ways to get to the Father. That means you haven't made up, you haven't made a full commitment to follow Jesus because you're still looking for other things. Guess what? I can guarantee you that there is someone on here that God has told you something to do and you're looking for an alternate route. The alternate route is not the way to go. The, uh, you're a believer. You actually believe in Jesus, but there is something that God has told you to do. And you're saying, but can I do it another way? God says, I want you to save and I want you to do it this way. And you go, mm, I think I'm just going to wait till I get my income. Nope. That's not the way he told you to do it. You're looking for another way. You haven't made a full commitment to follow Jesus. Again, when I say follow Jesus, I'm talking about his instructions for your life, just like I'm talking about accepting him as savior. Have you have you made a commitment to follow the instructions? So if God says, I need you to stop eating X and you go, mm, well, what if I decrease eating X and then eat more of this? God said, that's not what I told you to do. I told you to stop eating cheese. If he says stop eating cheese and you go, I'm going to keep eating cheese, but I'm going to eat less cheese and I'm going to increase my uh, my vegetable intake. God says to quit eating cheese. And as long as you keep looking for another route, that is a clear indication you have not made a decision to follow Jesus because Jesus instructions and his word, Jesus and his word are connected. They are the same. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. When we're talking about um, his instruction, his word, we have to make that the God in our life. The word of God guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. Following Jesus is the only guaranteed path to consistent victory. Absolutely. So we have to make up our mind that we're going to follow Jesus. Okay. Um, 
So what are some examples then of people who do have a made up mind? We're going to look to see what a made up mind looks like. What does a made up mind look like? Let's go to Daniel, the first chapter. Daniel is a really great example. We're looking at the good news translation. Daniel, the first chapter, the eighth verse says, Daniel made up his mind not to let himself become ritually unclean by eating the food and drinking the wine of the royal court. So he asked Ashpenaz to help him and God made Ashpenaz sympathetic to Daniel. Now let's pause there for a minute. Most of us know this story in case there's someone who doesn't. Daniel um, was captured and, and brought into a new kingdom or a new territory and his friends um and him and his friends were, were captured and brought into this new territory. And, and they were told, you're supposed to eat this way, eat from the king's table, eat this way. But it went against the, the customs and the, the way that God had instructed Daniel and his people to eat. And so Daniel and his friends made up their mind that they would not defile themselves. Um, and then God touched Ashpenaz. Many of us want God to touch somebody to favor us before we make up our mind. We want the favor to show up before we make the commitment. Daniel made the commitment. We're going to do what God told us to do, regardless of what this new kingdom says, regardless of what this new environment I'm in is doing. He says, I'm going to do it God's way, regardless. Then the favor came. We want the favor. We want the open doors. We want all of that before we make a commitment to do it God's way. And so you, you need the favor for your follow through. You don't need the favor before you make the commitment, because once you make the commitment, the favor on your life allows for the follow through. So God opened and touched the heart of Ashpenaz when Daniel had made the commitment. Many of us would have just said, and I say, I'll say this later on, but most of us would have just said, we're going to eat this way. But God knows the situation and God knows our heart. And we're going to we're going to just eat the way, we, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and eat, eat some of that bread and some of the sweets and stuff from the king's table. But God knows in my heart, I'm not bowing. That's how we justify um, doing things. We'll say God knows our heart. God knows our heart based on what we decide. Your decisions are a reflection of what's in your heart. So we, we deceive ourselves to believe that our heart and our decisions are not connected. When, I, when you decide I'm not going to defile myself with sexual sin, you do that first internally and then your body aligns with that. When you decide I'm not going to defile myself with um with with drugs or with whatever you make that decision internally our body aligns with that what we want to do is to go i don't know i no longer have a desire and then i'm going to align and say i'm not going to have sexual sin in my life you have to make the commitment and then the favor or, or the grace to follow through with that is on your life so again you need favor for your follow-through you don't need favor before you make the decision Let's look at another example here. We got Daniel, first chapter, the 12th through the 15th verse. I'm sorry, same example, but we're going to read through it. Daniel says, test us for 10 days. He said, give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare us with the young men who are eating the food of the royal court and base your decision on how we look. He agreed to let them try it for 10 days. When the time was up, they looked healthier and stronger than all those who had been eating the royal food. Having a made up mind brings confidence. Daniel declared with boldness, 
if we do it God's way, watch and see what happens. Daniel said, test me, prove me. We've heard that language before, right? We heard that language when Jesus says, if you are tithe, uh, he said, prove me, see when I open the windows of heaven. I'm not talking about tithing tonight, but when we begin, when we make up our mind about something, we have confidence. Daniel said, you just watch and see. You just give me these fruits and vegetables for 10 days. You just give me water. I don't need your Sprite. I don't need your Gatorade with your electrolytes. I don't need any of that. You give me this thing because I'm going to do it God's way because God has a way. If I need an extra electrolytes, he'll infuse the water with it. God has a way that he will give me extra protein through these vegetables. He will give me what I need when I do it his way, because he, Daniel understood that God super gets involved with a made up mind. God supernatural gets involved when we have a made up mind to follow through with what he told him. So having a made up mind brings confidence. And Daniel was confident that if he stuck with doing it God's way, he would be victorious. When we have a made up mind, we make bold declarations to ourselves and to others. Daniel first said to himself, we are not going to defile ourselves. He then made a bold declaration to uh, the other people in the kingdom or to the person in charge in that. And he says, prove me, watch, give me 10 days. You have made up your mind about something and you just told people, just watch. I don't even care. You just watch. You have to make up your mind and allow the word of God to be the, the only voice you hear. Let's look at another example of what happens when we have a made up mind. Matthew, the ninth chapter in the 20th verse. And it says, and behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood for 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, okay, she's making up her mind. If I can but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned about and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that very same hour. Now, I want to look before we dive into it. I want to go to another account of the same story in Luke, the eighth chapter and the 43rd verse. And we're going to read for a minute. And it says, and the woman having an issue of blood for 12 years, which had spent all of her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood was staunched. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee and saying thou touched me. And who toucheth me? And Jesus said, somebody touched me for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw uh, that she that she, I'm sorry, when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she touched him and how she was healed immediately. He said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Now, we know she had a made up mind because it says in the beginning, she um, said within herself, if I can do this, I'm going to be made whole. So she had a, a, a made up mind. I'm going to go forth and I'm going to, to be uh, made whole. Right. But then we also know she had a made up mind because she understood the the danger of her going into that situation. She understood before she ever went into the situation 
that this was a dangerous situation, but she says, I am not going to let this opportunity pass me by. Oh, wow. I feel real Baptist because I want to preach real hard right now. She literally said, I could be stoned to death because she understood that according to Levitical law with her condition, she was not supposed to be around other people. She was not supposed to touch other people, but she went out into the midst of the crowd because she had a made up mind that I have an opportunity to be made whole and I'm not going to turn my back on this opportunity. Every opportunity doesn't come around over and over and over again. She says, hey, I've heard about this one. I know this man brings healing. I am going to literally risk it all because I am going after what I believe is available to me. She made up her mind and she was so determined. She went anyways, again, according to Levitical law, excessive blood flow uh, made a woman ceremonially unclean. So any furniture she touched, anything like that, she knew the um, the 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 consequences of her actions, knowing the consequences of what could happen. She still decided the next way we know she made a made up mind is because she made that bold action. So not only did she say, I'm going to do it. She made that bold action and says, let's let's continue to 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 show how bold I am when they, when she, it says when she couldn't be hid any longer, she says, I did it. And here's why I did it. She sought her healing. How many of you have said, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just supposed to be like this. Maybe it's supposed to be like this. But when you make up your mind and you say, God has healing for me, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with God. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. I'm going to go. And if, if people talk about me, because I keep going up for prayer, if people talk about me, because I won't give up, if people talk about me, because I'm changing my diet, because God told me, if people talk about me because of this, I don't care. I made up my mind that I am going to receive the healing, the deliverance, the freedom that God has for me. That's very important that we're able to be bold and make those bold decisions. Let's look at one more example from someone with a made up mind. In Luke, the fifth chapter, beginning in the eighth verse, we're looking in the NIV. And I know we're going to a lot of different scriptures. Why? Because we want to see. I want you guys to see what it looks like from from a biblical perspective, what it looks like when we have a made up mind. Um, Luke, the fifth chapter, um, the 18th verse says, some men were carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and they tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, so it was too many people for them to go in through the front door. They went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, and again, I'm not, I, I really want to, teach this, preach it. <laughs> when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? How can, how, who can forgive sins, but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Now watch this. He had his friends were so determined that they were going to get him. 
And we always talk about this uh, in the context of being mindful that your team, your tribe, your group of people that you surround yourself with, um, that they have faith because it says when he saw their faith talking about the friends, but I have to imagine, and this is just my imagination. This is not what the scripture says. I have to imagine that man was laying on the bed talking about if they said, they said, Hey, John, it's full. He said, try another way. Hey, John, they said, you can't get through the window. John said, try another way. And his friends were like, you sure that John said, get me to Jesus. Now, whether it was John or his friends, somebody in that group, and I say John because I just made up that name. <laughs> somebody in that group said, we are determined and we're not going to be easily discouraged because it's full. We're not going to turn around because it's full. We're not going to go back and make up an excuse and say, we tried. I mean, we did bring him to the house. We No, they said we're going to go and we're not just going to go. We're going to go all the way. We're going to go all the way, even if it looks unorthodox, even if it looks unorthodox. If you have a made up mind to follow Jesus, there will be a time. I promise you, there will be a time when you are going to be asked to do or that you will be doing something that looks unorthodox or unconventional to the rest of your family, to the rest of the world even. Um, but if you stay the course, guess what? You will see and eat the good of the land. You have to stay the course. Uh, so, so again, this is really important. They had a made up mind and they didn't let the crowd discourage them from getting to Jesus. They were willing to take bold action. Again, we talk about a made up mind prepares and a made up mind declares and a made up mind takes bold action. Now let's look at another example. We're going to bring this, uh, example to, to our time. There was a, a pastor and a wife who had, had, um, giving birth to a baby. And when she was born and it was time for her to begin to speak and they noticed she wasn't speaking, they had a word for her um, that, that, that she was going to speak, even though she wasn't speaking and she had a diagnosis of autism. But they begin to be believe that what God said was stronger than what uh, doctors diagnosed. They begin to believe or they believed what God said was stronger. And so they said her, the, the child's name was Jordan. And, and all of us know who we're talking about, right? We're talking about the Stricklands and we're talking about the, the story with Jordan. It's Jordan, uh, the, the God gave the Stricklands a word that Jordan was going to speak. God gave the Stricklands a word. And, and, and not only did the Stricklands, meaning Pastor Strickland and, and Pastor Sean, guess what? Their kids started saying it. Their spiritual kids started saying it. So we're all praying and declaring that Jordan's going to talk, that Jordan speaks, that Jordan has cognitive uh, functioning and she's in operating the way God created her to operate. And so we're all speaking the same language, right? So we're making bold declarations, right? We're making bold decisions. They're doing all of the natural things that, that God places in front of them that he says, this is a path that will open um, to help her to learn. We're going to make sure that she's in these specific classes so that she's around other students that can um, that will encourage her and, and, and not put her into a, a, a pigeonhole. What we're going to do is we're going to make sure that then um, when people are around that, that they talk to her, we're going to do these things, right? And we're going to get her these types of resources. Why? Because we still know that there is a path to walk through. The woman who with the issue of blood still had a path to walk through. She didn't just stay in her home and say, I believe, you know, um, if I could touch his garment, I'd be made whole. I just, 
wish his garment would float in front of me. She said, I believe if I touch his, the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Let me go to the garment. She, uh, the man with the, the went down through the roof. He says, I believe if I can get to Jesus, I can be made whole. He didn't just say, well, it's too late. It's too many people. He had to go to him. The Strickland said, I believe Jordan is going to see, we're going to see the manifestation of everything that God promised us. And what did they do? They sought out treatment. They sought out, um, things to, to pray. They did the necessary steps because they had a decision. They had a made up mind that they were not going to accept what the world said as, as the uh, final say. They were only going to accept what Jesus says. And and most of us know, if, if you follow this ministry, you definitely know that, uh, was it last week? I think last week, Jordan went to college. What? The, the person that experts were saying was not excuse me, going to talk, went to college, went to another state, operating independently, operating, being able to talk and advocate for herself. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? When you have a made up mind, you do not allow your circumstances to deter you. You do not allow the things that, that stand in your way to stop you. Every one of us, again, has an opportunity to say, if God called me to this, God, I'm going to stick with you all day. I'm going to stick with you all the way. I'm going to stick with you and do it your way. I know that there are people that are believing God for certain things and they want to do it, but they don't want to do it God's way. You say, I really want a, a, a relationship from the Lord, but I don't know about doing it his way. How are you going to ask for a relationship from him, but you don't want to do it his way? How are you going to ask for healing from him, but you don't want to do it his way? How are we going to ask for something from him, but then say, I want to do it my own way? And that is not, that is a sign that you're double-minded and you haven't made up your mind. But if you make up your mind, guess what? You're deciding. A made up mind says, I'm not only deciding, I want what God has for me. I want God. I want to do it his way. So what has God told you that you need to do that you have to make up your mind about tonight? What has God told you? And this is just some self-reflection you can put in the comments if you want to, but this is for you. What has God told you that you need to make up your mind about? Number one, make the decision. Choose today that you're going to follow God. Choose today that you are going to follow God. And again, when I say follow God, I'm talking about his instruction. If you say, I need to, to get rid of this high blood pressure. And God begins to give you specific instructions. Making up your mind says, I'm going to do those instructions. If God, you say, to, in order to, to make more money, I need to do these things. You make up your mind, I'm going to do those things. I'm going to do those things. You begin to prepare. You make that decision and you begin to prepare. So, so again, the first thing is make the decision. The next thing is declare it to yourself or others. Why is this important? Once you declare something to yourself, you, you are more likely to follow through with it. Once you declare it to others, you're more likely to, to follow through with this. Now, we're not talking about declaring something just so you can get applause. We're talking about declaring something so that um, you are holding yourself accountable. You are saying, hey, I'm going to do this. I am I'm making up my mind. So you declare it to yourself and to others. Then you begin to prepare for the decision. So I recently um, decided that I was going to really start back working out. And, and trust me, I'll talk about, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But when I finally made up my mind, I am going to do this. 
first I said, okay, I, I went around and I tried different trainers and I found, I was like, you know what, this, this system that this person, this trainer has set up, I think that is the best path for me to be consistent. I think that is the best path for me. And so what the first thing was to make the decision that I was going to do it. The second thing was I told my husband, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. The next thing I had to prepare, which meant I had to set my alarm clock for early that morning so I didn't oversleep. I had to begin to um, say, if I'm going to get up early, that means I got to go to bed earlier. That I, I'm preparing for a different way of doing my life. Instead of staying up all night, I can't stay up all night because if I'm going to get up, I have to, if I'm going to get up early consistently, I have to begin to train my body to go to bed early, all right? So you begin to prepare for that decision and then you make some bold action. Bold action was taking myself to that gym at 4.30 in the morning. That was a bold action for me. Now, that my bold action may not be your bold action. Bold action for you may be something else, but whatever it is, you need to make some bold action and do what God told you to, told you to do. So many times, now I'm not a person that always has to do everything like big, right? Sometimes you have to step into some things, but there are certain things that you have to make a bold decision. You have to take massive action in order to do it. So again, I went ahead and I paid that trainer. That was bold action on my part because I knew if I paid that trainer, I wasn't just going to go, eh, I'm just going to keep sending her money because she seems like a good person. No, I'm putting my money there, which means I am committing myself, my time, my energy to doing those things. So again, you have to make sure that you've decided tonight that you're going to follow Jesus. You're going to follow his instructions. You're going to do that. What happens when you have a made up mind? You get to experience the supernatural help of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had a choice of bowing before the king uh, when they were in the fiery furnace, right? So and most of us know that story. There was a king and he says, hey, I want you to bow down. And um they said, oh, we're not supposed to bow to anybody, to, but Jesus, to, well, to God, it wasn't Jesus necessarily at that time, right? Um, we're not supposed to bow to anyone but God, but they decided we're going to do what we believe and we're not going to bow. They made up their mind, but as a result of making up their mind, they got to experience the supernatural help from God. So now here, here's what we're, we're going to wrap up. Here's what happens though. We get to experience the supernatural help of God. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego had a choice to bow before the king. Um, they did not bow, and they were still thrown into the fiery furnace. Here's what happens. Oftentimes, when we make the decision that we're going to do it God's way, we expect immediate rescuing, and we don't expect any type of pushback or persecution. So what we would have wanted is to say, I'm not going to bow. And they come and they go, you're not going to bow. And we say, no, I'm not going to bow. And then they were supposed to come and say, well, since you're not going to bow, God, honor your decision to not bow. You don't have to bow. And that's how we want. That's our Americanized Christianity. That's how we want it. You don't want to bow. We're going to honor your decision. But guess what they did? They did not say because you didn't bow, we're going to honor your decision. Um, they said, well, OK, then the consequences of you not bowing is that you're going to get thrown into the fiery furnace. Okay, I think I froze for a second. They said the consequences of not bowing is that you get thrown into the fire. Those men said, even if we are thrown into the fire, we are not going to compromise. If that is not a made up mind, I don't know what is. They said, even though we may get thrown into the fire, 
we're not going to compromise. Guess what? They got thrown into the fire. They got thrown into the fire. And as a result of them refusing to compromise, supernatural help came down, kept them from getting consumed. They walked around and they, the, the people said, how many people did we throw in there? They said, we threw three. And they goes, why do I see four? Because it was the presence of God, the, the presence of God in there protecting them. And so they got to experience supernatural provision, breakthrough, deliverance from God because they refused to bow. Again, most of us would have said, God, I'm going to bow, but you know my heart. That is not a made up mind. A made up mind says, I'm going to do what God tells me to do, even if it looks like I'm being thrown into the fire. I'm going to stick with God, even if I have to cry. I'm going to stick with God, even if my family turns their back on me. I'm going to stick with God because I believe that once I stick with God, everything works out. So instead of coming out without a stench of fire, um, we would have been saying, well, they they bowed. <laughs> so what happens when we um, do these things? We get to become a testimony for others that encourages them. We're talking about these people today because they refuse to, to bag down. We're, we're sharing the testimony of Jordan Strickland because someone dared to believe God. We're sharing that. So when we make our mind up and we make a bold decision, we become a testimony for others. When we make a bold decision, we get to partner with God to see and do his will in the earth. So again, I ask you, have you decided to follow Jesus? Have you decided to do things his way? What area in your life do you need to have a made up mind to submit to God? I want you to go and ask the Holy Spirit those questions. Have I decided to follow Jesus? Um, what area of my life have I not made up my mind to submit to God? Whatever that is, I encourage you tonight, make up your mind, submit to God, do it his way because his way is better. His way, he wants to make us a sign and a wonder. He wants to be good to us. He wants to use our life as a testimony. He wants us to partner with him so that we can do amazing things in the earth. So again, ask yourself, have I decided to follow Jesus? And you need to make up your mind and follow through with that. I love you guys. God bless you. Remember all of our announcements. If you want to... Um, if you want to give tonight, we encourage you to give. We believe at Fellowship of Champions, we are 100% tithers. So go ahead and, and give. You can give through Givelify, PushPay, or Tithely. You can even text to give. Um, and if you are an international partner, you can utilize PayPal. Giving, why? Because we believe that... Um, the word of God is good, is powerful, and it's good ground. And so here at Fellowship of Champions, we we want to encourage you to give, not just so we can sit back and, and say, oh, people are giving in our church. We want to encourage you to give, number one, so that, that you have seed in the ground, but two, so that the work of the kingdom can continue to go forth, um, you know, through, through means that we need to, to use money for. Also, if you want to be a partner of Fellowship of Champions, we believe this is a great church. Um, so if you want to be a partner, go to www.focchurch.com. Scroll down and complete the partnership registration form. Partnership has its benefits, and it's not just because we're all the cool kids. We are cool kids, but partnership has benefits. We will be praying for you. We will be able to um, give you insight and wisdom as, as God gives it to our pastors and our leaders um, to help you. And so again, if this blessed you, share this broadcast, make a decision tonight that you're going to follow through and you're going to follow Jesus. No 
turning back. We love you guys. Make sure that um, you want to make sure that you are connected to our text service. So stay connected by texting F-O-C-I-N-T to 1-844-387-5122. Stay connected. You're going to get all the announcements um, if you sign up and register for the text. It, so you don't want to miss any announcements. We have a lot of announcements. And so to make sure that you're just staying connected, go ahead and sign up for, for to be a partner. If you're not, if you haven't already sign up to get those text messages so you don't miss a thing. We love you guys. I think that's everything. Um, yeah, I think that's it. All right. Love you guys. I will talk to you later. Love you. Bye bye.